You are listening to Skilled Nutrition Podcast. From skill to habit to lifestyle. Welcome to Skill Nutrition Podcast with yours truly, Coach Natalia. Intermittent fasting is what we're talking about today. Is it effective for fat loss? Who should or shouldn't do it? What are some popular protocols and how to build your own? In this episode, I will try to answer these questions. So let's dive right in. So by now you've heard about intermittent fasting and probably have a pretty good idea about it. But I still get lots of questions on the topic. Chances are some of you might have similar questions. Let's see if I can answer them for you. As a working definition, I'd like to use the one by Martin McDonald, a British nutritionist whose work I greatly respect. In his words, intermittent fasting, IF, relates to any diet that cyclically restricts energy intake for a predetermined time period. Simply put, you create an extended time frame that you choose not to eat, and then a time frame when you consume food. There are several different fasting protocols. Here are a few of the most popular ones, and you can find what they are all about by searching their names on the internet. Alternate day fasting, eat, stop, eat, warrior diet, two, five diet, 16-8 diet. That one is where you fast 16 hours, including the time you sleep, and then fit your meals into an eight-hour window. This last one is the most popular currently, and I will share with you my own experiment um, in just a little bit. For the purpose of fat loss, uh, one condition must be met for certain. Caloric deficit. I see people who stayed there doing intermittent fasting and not losing weight. Well, that's because they managed to eat their maintenance calories during the feeding time frame. In order for IF to work as a fat loss tool, you need to eat less energy than you are expending. Certainly, that can be accomplished with a straight daily caloric restriction method or calorie restriction method. So why choose intermittent fasting? When you're dieting and have a decent caloric deficit, your meals are not that big. By shortening the eating window, you automatically have less feeding opportunities, thus making your meals larger in size and more satisfying. For some people, it's a much more pleasant way to diet. Like if you're a guy dieting down on 2000 calories, four meals of 500 calories might not be very satiating. And you might wind up snacking your way out of your daily deficit. For a small female on, let's say, 1200 calories, Four meals of 300 calories each might not even register, and she'll be constantly thinking about her next meal. But if you only eat three or two meals within your feeding window, your meals will be quite a bit more sizable. Like for the same guy, if he eats twice, uh, he can enjoy 1000 calorie meals, and the small female's meals become 600 calorie meals. 
That really helps with adherence and makes dieting easier. That said, intermittent fasting is not for everyone. Now, since intermittent fasting involves restricting food for a set period of time, people with a history of eating disorders like anorexia, bulimia, binge eating, or food anxiety shouldn't do it. Um, I would definitely advise pregnant women against it, as well as people who tend to go hypoglycemic without regular and frequent meals. Uh, if athletes want to implement intermittent fasting, uh, professional care and attention must be taken when setting up a protocol to ensure daily energy and carbohydrates requirements remain optimal, well, as well as recovery and nutrition, of course. But if you're a healthy individual and has to eat a very low calorie diet to lose weight, you might find one of the intermittent fasting protocols extremely helpful. Also, if you really struggle with hunger while dieting on um, low calories uh, to low body fat, IF actually has been known to take the focus away from food due to long periods of not eating. Uh, before sharing how to set up your protocol, a few myths to dispel. Have you heard these statements before? Eating smaller meals and more often will stoke your metabolism. Skipping meals will put your body in starvation mode. Intermittent fasting raises cortisol. Intermittent fasting is catabolic. And this one, breakfast is the most important meal of the day. What does the actual research say? That's what I always ask. Without getting into too much detail, you can always email me for uh, references to the related studies. None of the above statements can be proven scientifically. So now for setting up your IF protocol, if you so desire, we will look at 16.8 as an example. In fact, I will use my own that I've conducted recently during my mini cut. For the purpose of reference, I'm a five feet, eight inches female in my forties with over 10 years of weight training behind my belt and with about 70 pounds of muscle mass. After a period of working on putting on some more muscle, I've gone up to 156 pounds from 145 and uh, been maintaining this weight for a few months. I decided it was time to take, um, to trim a little bit. In order to create a deficit, all I needed to know is my maintenance calories. Uh, you can find formulas online that will help you determine your approximate BMR or basal metabolic rate. Another way to estimate your daily maintenance calories is to take your current body weight in kilos and multiply by 22. Then multiply that number by an activity multiplier. And this is what I mean. If you're sedentary with little to no activity, having a desk job, you will be multiplying that by 1.1 to 1.2. If you're lightly active, like you, know, you walk or stand some of the day, that would be between 1.3 and 1.4. Now, if you're moderately active, you're on your feet most of the day, like a car salesperson, that would be between 1.5 and 1.6. And very active people who have hard daily activity, you know, athletes, um, you could be a construction worker, your multiplier will be 1.7 and maybe higher. So once you know your daily maintenance calories, 
then you can create your deficit. I personally tracked my food for a week and the average of my daily calories came out to be around 2200. I wanted to lose more than one pound a week since my diet was going to be short four weeks. So I was okay with going a little bit more aggressive. Instead of traditional 500 calories uh, daily deficit, I went with 700. That put me at 1500 calories a day of food. I was going to eat starting somewhere around 1 p.m. and be done by 9 p.m. This protocol worked very well for me because I'm not a huge breakfast person anyway. I usually wake up and sip on my black coffee as I train clients at the gym. When I'm done around noon and do a few things around the house, it's time to eat my first meal. Most of the time I have three meals with the first one being the largest. My second meal is around 4 or 5 p.m., which is more of a pre-workout shake. And the last one of the day is between 8 and 9 that I get to enjoy with my family. It's another good-sized meal. So, all in all, I never felt like I was restricting myself. Before I talk about the results, I must mention that I kept my protein pretty high, at 2.5 grams per kilogram of body weight. For me, it was 160 grams. That was in order to maintain muscle mass and keep satiety high. Fat was at 1.4 grams per kilogram of body weight, around 45 grams for me for the day. Adequate fat intake during this time is very important. It ensures proper micronutrient uptake. It helps to maintain your immune system, immune functions, and most likely plays a role in aiding with hormonal status. So the rest was carbs. For me, it was about 120 grams a day. I made sure I had greater amount of carbohydrates around my training sessions for energy and then for recovery. Carbohydrates have a lovely protein sparing effect. I also opted for whole unprocessed foods that are rich in fiber that kept me feeling full and helped with digestion. At my last meal of the day to maximize anti-catabolism, I had my biggest protein portion along with lots of vegetables and some fat. So what about the results? All right, in 30 days, I lost 11 pounds of scale weight. I went from 156 to 145. Now three pounds of it was purely water because I was three pounds lighter on day three. So technically I lost eight pounds of pure fat. That would be two pounds per week, like planned. My body fat dropped from 19-ish percent to about 14 uh, while maintaining muscle. So all in all, I consider this mini cut to be a success. How to maintain the new lower weight will be the topic for my next podcast. So make sure you're subscribed and you won't miss it. For me, I found this intermittent fasting protocol worked very well and made the process of dieting sustainable for four weeks. If you give up on the whole dieting process because it's taking you too long, you might like this get in and get out approach. Important to note though, my weight loss did not happen as a result of IF, but rather as a result of adherence to the deficit calories. And IF was just a tool to facilitate that. Also, there is no perfect intermittent fasting protocol. You need to play around with different ones and find what suits you and your goals. 
hopefully now you have a better understanding of what intermittent fasting is and how to possibly implement it. If you found this helpful, share it. Because as we know, sharing is caring. With any questions, please email me, coachnatalia at icloud.com. If you are an Instagram user, look up at coach underscore Natalia. I want to hear your feedback. Thanks, gang, for those five-star ratings on iTunes. Keep them coming. Coach Natalia signing off. Till next time.